podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm pretty confident this is going to be the last upload IFL do in 2021, and it's only right it's the Don Calisal and himself. How was your Christmas, Calla? That's that. That was Christmas there, Umar. That was Christmas there. No, it was was good fun. You know, um, it's always it's quite funny in the boxing world, actually. Even even at Christmas, there's one or two things going on, but it was uh, it was quite it was a quiet you know quiet three days. They they tactically placed it over the weekend. I didn't realise Monday and Tuesday were bank holidays. I only noticed because the rubbish wasn't moved from outside that I uh, dumped on the road. Um, and then just, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a bit odd. It wasn't, it was over a weekend, you know, so it felt like a big long weekend and lots of food and too, too much food and wine and, you know, the, the usual Christmas stuff. Um, but my little daughter got, got a bike. So went up, went up running around the park, burning that off. That was good fun. Uh, yeah, apart from that, you know, it was, uh, it was a, it was a good Christmas. Well, yeah, speaking to you a little bit before we start this, uh, you've been on father duty, as you mentioned there with your daughter. You took your, your boy to Spider-Man yesterday. So has it been a chance to take your mind away from boxing or have you thought about boxing a little bit? Well, well Spider-Man was fantastic because it's two and a half hours long. So you got that little, you get that little nod in there, you know, I had a, had a good half hour kip. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was joking. Aside. It was all right, actually. I mean, they, 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 they make ma- massive money on the gates, these Spider-Men, don't they? And um, he loves it. And, you know, I was more, my film of the year was definitely Bond. And if you haven't seen it, I won't give it away, but the ending, the ending, the ending, I'll just say the ending. Wow, wow, wow. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it's nice to, and unfortunately, though, this morning, back at the wheel and um, lots going on. So just working out the first quarter in terms of dates, especially Europe, is, is, a, is a bit of a minefield. You know, there's a minefield that looks like might be coming to the UK as well. Obviously, there's a British board hearing out about January events and things like that. But, you know, I think although the numbers have gone up to ridiculous, so I, I saw yesterday it was like 120, 180,000 with Northern Ireland in there. Um, and I think that they will go up like that, but they will come down like that as well. So fingers crossed, no stupid decisions. I mean, it is at the moment. I, so many people have got it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's running around. Oh, there's lots of people in our family who've got it. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it seems to be a very mild variant and, and people recovering very, very quickly. I had a mate of mine, he turned it around in three days. I don't know how he did that. Must have been his genes. He's, he's a Camden boy, so Camden genes. We'll talk about um, what's coming for you. Uh, next year or well, a couple of days starting from next year and uh, we'll review 2021 but you just mentioned James Bond there and uh, I agree with you that was a good film and, and you know it's Daniel Craig's last one so I'm just wondering did they approach you about being the new Bond have they approached you of course of course I've, I, I've sent the pictures in it's a bit strange because I haven't heard back yet but I am assuming that they're just looking at you know 
who the runners up are and and before they award it to me i'm looking very forward to to being the new bond yeah you heard it here first no uh i'd love to see tom hardy i think tom hardy make a cracking bond um he had a little cameo at the end of spider-man i saw last night and i think tom hardy is my vote for bond if i don't get it so you know tom hardy he's the one a lot of people talking to Idris elba i think that'd be a cool one as well but for me tom hardy there he's just great he's got that that madness about him. One of my favourite films, uh, the Cray one, the legend, legend. Yeah. That one where he goes in the bar. Actually, me and Coogan earlier this year, talk about run up to the year, we did an interview where we both did the impression of when he goes into the bar and goes, uh, what does he say? It's like a shootout in a Western, you know? And um, so, yeah. So that, 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 I think Tom Hardy make a good one. But yes, I have put my application in Umar. And I would, I would give up the day job for that role. I would give up the day job for that role. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you with the paycheck with a Bond film. Um, <laughs> a lot easier as well. <laughs> well, yeah, difficult year for all boxing promoters, everyone really. Um, but how would you assess your year um, from, from a Salem point of view? Of course, a big change as well. With, uh, yeah, I mean, Wasserman. It's a historic year. Um, and a historic year. 40-something years of Team Sourland, um, two become one in March with uh, with Wasserman, you know, the, the biggest sports agency on the planet. So from that point of view, it's been a, an absolutely massive, massive year, you know. So it's, you know, it's been an, an adaption to get used to working within such a large, uh, you know, largely such a large, I wouldn't even call it enterprise. It's this huge Mossman planet almost, and and those synergies and on what that can bring to the sport. And you know, I think we, you know, within six weeks of doing it, we signed I think about fifteen UK names. Um, so I'm just going to turn this off. This is my baby phone in the background. <laughs> Your baby phone. It's not not very Don Keller, is it? Um, <laughs> I was expecting like a Narcos theme tune or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's actually, that's how I put her to sleep. Um, but we watched a bit of Narcos together. Um, no, but, you know, so, so it went from that, but that, you know, that once again, as I said at the time, that's an announcement and it's what you make of that. Um, but let's look back, let's look even before that. First um, of January, uh, this time last year, we were putting the final, crossing the T's and dotting the I's of, of uh, Chris Eubank's contract, which we announced on the first chance. So looking back on the year, actually, the first big move of the year was was obviously signing Eubank. Uh, that was was you know that was just came, came just before the big Wasserman announcement. And I think you know we 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 struck gold in the UK, partnering with uh, with Sky for for Chris Eubank, working together with Boxer on some other shows as well. There, that that's you know that's going to be a lot that we haven't actually seen those shows coming yet they'll, they'll be coming in the first quarter of this year as well we're just once again working out dates there so there will be non-Ubank shows on Sky with Boxer that would be I think that would be fun as well so we've got some great talent in the UK signed up and you know it's, it's a market that we're looking to go from strength to strength in as well um, I think from from a from a, I'm running through the whole my highlights myself here but <laughs> but I'd say to see boxing back in Germany uh, towards the end of the year, don't forget 
Germany, we didn't promote a show for 17 months, yeah, with the exception of the World Boxing Super Series final, of course, um, the back end of 2019. So it's, you know, that that was great to see partnering with Pro Bellum there. I think those are, let's say, the highlights in terms of what's happened for the industry, because it was a big thing for us, of course, Germany coming back. It was a big thing for us also to see, you know, the UK come to fruition in terms of deals and certain signing fighters, you know, so very, very interesting. I think that it's set up for a massive 2022 and you can look through, you know, look through the stable um, and let's, you know, start with, I don't know, Myris Breedis, you know, he's, he's obviously won the World Boxing Super Series at his defence this year. It was a tough time for him with Latvia being locked down. You were over there, Umar, yourself. You saw how big a star he is. Um, and, you know, he's got a massive 2022. He's only got a couple of years left and he wants the big fight. So he's got an IBF mandatory. Lots of talk about this Akoli, which we are talking about. It is, uh, we met in, in Dubai as well and, 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 and spoke about that fight. That's something that I think will happen next year. We have got mandatory with the IBF. The IBF don't mess around with their mandatories, as we all know. Um, most famously, Tyson Fury off the beaten Klitschko um, at his belt strip the next day. So it's not, not, not something we take lightly. And on top of that, uh, Jay Opatia, um is, is a worthy mandatory challenger. So that that's something that we're just finishing up at the moment for, for early in the year. Um, and, but we're talking about the, the, uh, the Akoli fight as well. So I'd, I'd expect that to take place around the summertime. Um, but it's a fast-moving division. You saw Canelo throw his hat into the, into the mix of the cruises. I don't know what to make of that. So that's everyone very quiet all of a sudden again. Mm. Um, but, you know, interesting. Then you look, obviously, from the UK, Chris Eubank. You know, but so gutted that that fight got moved at the end of, the, at the end of this year. But it sets up the year, January 29. You know, uh, start off with a banger. That'll be our first show of the year. So, you know, if you want to make that the mark, um, you know, to have a start a year, I think it's it's a it's it's a, it's a fantastic show which could steal the whole year. So, it's a nice way to start the year. We all know that fight has got so many levels to it. It's the sporting level of the fight. I think that they they fantastically match each other in terms of styles. But we all know that for for Chris, who's you know, if you look at the, the the Sky Christmas message that went out from Sky Boxing, you saw that the, the, the front man for Sky is Chris Eubank now, and and he's got a mantle to carry with that. That's sort of something that you carry, and and you know he wants those belts, whether it's you know Andrade, whether we're talking Golovkin or Murato, and you know it should have been last night that fight. Um, wow. You know that's going to get that has been pushed back, so that's something that we'll have to watch, but. There's plenty of other big fights out there, you know. Hey, the winner of Calm Brook, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not making weight any easier these days. That's gonna be an interesting night as well in February. So there's there's lots of there's lots of options out there, and you know he doesn't hold a belt at the moment at, in the middleweights, but he's in many aspects the golden goose. You know, he's the he's the main guy at Sky now. Um, and hey, uh, you know the world champions. You know they can they can tell me that they're worth this and they're worth that. But that's uh, you need you need in boxing 
to to have the big, big, big money fights, you need to have both sides weighing it up. And I think there we bring a hell of a lot to the table. Um, Hergovic, you know, uh, frustrating, frustrating year um, for him, who was spent most of his year in a camp for two fights, which ultimately I wouldn't say improved him as a sportsman um, because it, those fights were never supposed to be the fights he was supposed to be in this year. We, we went into an IVF process. I'm not going to go, I don't want to ruin the end of everyone's end of year recap, but got dilly-dallied around by pretty much the whole top 15. Um, and hey, a uh, couple of days time, we've got um, on the for January, I think it's January the 1st, uh, is uh, Martin versus Ortiz. And he's mandated to fight the winner of that for the final eliminator. Both those guys have already turned down the fight. So, I don't know, maybe after they've won this fight, they'll have a change of heart and then want to do it. If not, they'll be thrown out the rankings. Pretty sure of that. We, we, we would definitely be lobbying for that. And, and Philip would then, on paper, if they don't accept the fight, would, would be mandated to fight Joseph Parker, who's just come out of a humdinger of a fight. So, so there's that set. I mean, Philip's going to have a very big year next year. And we, we truly believe he can go all the way. And, you know, that's, that's something we look forward to. And, you know, one that we look back this year where it wasn't a good year, you know, on that on that front. But it sets up a big year for next year for him. And then, you know, like I said, there's lots of talents coming through. You know, if I look at Abbas Baru in Germany, you know, Dennis Radovan, number, I think he's number three with the IBF now, middleweights. I think we've got five, six guys and girls in Germany in the middleweights, in the, in the in the world rankings alone, in the top ten, you know, I just did a an Instagram live yesterday with or day before with uh, Christina Hammer, new addition to the team, former two time world champion. She wants to become a two weight world champion, and you know, we discussed also in the future fights with her against Clarissa Shields or or Savannah Marshall would be massive fights, you know. Um, so very very interesting times, you know. And like I said before, we, we had a we had a little little test to show for a lot of the young guys uh, and girls, Chloe Watson included, um, Ricky Hatton's protege at the end of what was it, the end of November, beginning of December um, in London, uh, where we saw the run out of the UK talent, and, it, and there's a lot there, you know, there's a lot there. So looking very forward to that. Cool. Got you back. Got you back. Yeah. Right, a lot to dissect from there, Callow. Let's start with Chris Eubank Jr. Then. You back? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> but I've so, got I've got someone someone who keeps on trying to get through. And then when I turn it, I put it on flight mode, but then they start calling on other FaceTimes and things. A bit of bomb producers. <laughs> yeah. So those actually, it's the boxers trying to reach me. <laughs> well, um, you stated there that you expect January 29th with Eubank Williams to go on. Now, there's a, bit, a lot of speculation uh, about the board not approving any shows for January in the UK. So can you make any comment on that, please, Keller? No, I mean, I could, listen, we had 180,000 uh, infections in the UK yesterday. So that people are discussing whether there should be events or not is, is completely natural. What I would say is it's four weeks away. Um, if you look at the, 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 the cycle that this Omicron seems to be taking, and once again, I am a boxing promoter, probably f- as far away on the spectrum from being a scientist 
But I mean, we are sort of starting to get used to reading these numbers in the waves. And you can watch what's happening in Denmark. They went, whew, and then they're going to go down like this again. So they were oh, going back down like this again. So you have to you have to look at it and, and say, I mean, but we have one and a half million people self-isolating on at Christmas on Christmas Day. So if you if you start looking at it, there's a point that comes when you simply can't have any more people getting it. Uh, that's <laughs> there comes a, a point in and and I think that by the time we get to the end of Jan, we will be very much on the downward slope and everything will look a lot different. Um, we, of course, have a plan B, and a plan B is, is a shift of the date with a very, very short time. Uh, I don't want to say the exact date, but it will be very, very close to move, just simply to move out of the January four weeks if the board went and said no blanket ban on January events. I'm very much hoping they don't. Um, because I think we should be seeing what the governments are doing. And Wales went down, and at first I thought, oh, God, not again. But then I looked at it. It, it was six weeks out from the event. They put, they've said it's a circuit breaker, meaning if we understand political language correctly, that's as well as that, two, four, four, two to four weeks. So we would still be outside that corridor of a window. And look, I... I, I would be very, very, very surprised if we didn't have it. But, you know, once again, they probably look at other decisions around it that I haven't got access to. Um, but, I, I, you know, I would hope that they'll look at least at that event because it is a big event for, for, for them as well, the British board, you know. So it's the last weekend of Jan, you know. Maybe if they if they have to put a ban on, maybe it's the first three weeks of January. You know, we don't have to always go by the by the calendar, but it would be the first big show of the year, and it would be a shame if that had to move. Um, but once again, we haven't been given any other information than what you just said. We just know that it's there's they're, they're having a discussion on it. So, and which 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 is the right thing to do. I think all all governing bodies of all sports should be doing that at the moment. I think most of them are. It's good to hear, though, that in case the board do make a decision where January 29th is out of the question, you said you've got plan B, which is going to be soon after. So we are going to get Junior and, and Williams in a ring. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're, we're definitely going to get that. Yeah, And we're, we're, we're all guns blazing for January 29th. But in this day and age, you always need a backup as well. All right, fantastic to hear. And then what's the plan for Chris Eubank Jr.? Should he come through that fight? And I say should because in many people's opinion, it's a 50-50 fight. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a tu- it's, a tu- it's, a, it's a tough fight. Everyone knows it's a tough fight. I, I wouldn't say that it's a 50-50 like some people are saying, but it's a tough fight. It's a fight that excites you. It excites you on many levels because it's clear they don't like each other. It's clear that that is an authentic dislike. They're also very different characters. It's also very clear to anyone who knows anything about boxing is that they both have one attribute that they both share is that they both go forward. Um, There's not much defensive mechanisms in there. Um, Interesting roll of the dice, Adam Booth coming into the fray, uh, the Dark Lord himself. (laughs) And, you know, that's that's interesting on a lot of levels. Obviously, you know, junior trained with him, but you know, Adam's a top trainer. My my little little let's say spike into the into the balloon there would be um, 
I'm not sure even what Adam could do in five weeks to change the style that we wouldn't get the fight that we all expect, and that's an all-out war. Now, knowing Adam, who's very, very tactical and very strategic, you know, if he had longer, you'd work off the jab. You'd, 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 you'd sort of box off the back foot. I don't know how he's going to do that in five, six weeks, even even for, for Adam, who's, who's a great trainer. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Then you've got the part that he's training Harlem Eubank, yeah. who's, uh, who's part of our team, um, obviously Chris's cousin. So on the same show, he will be boxing on that show. <laughs> so it's, so it's going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting fight week presses with some interesting questions for everyone to pose. Um, but yeah, look, big fights like this, those sort of ingredients, yeah, they're, they're a promoter's dream and they're a fan's, you know, fan's dream as well because they're going to throw up all sorts of, you know, questions and, and this, that and the other. And will Williams still come out to really go to war? Will they stand toe-to-toe? Will he try and box off the back foot more? Will there be a different element to the game? My answer on that would be in five weeks in boxing, you know, I've, I've, I, 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 to, to put a plan in place like that can often go very, very wrong. So sometimes it's better to work with what you have and what your strengths are. You know, and, and Williams' strength is to is to come forward and fight. But you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely, all the ingredients yeah. are a great British classic. Yeah, if if you needed any more for that fight, which I don't think you do, um, I have. I still haven't seen gloves are off myself, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. I've seen the clips. <laughs> And you know, and Junior was gutted with with, with the delay. Um, but it, a reason with him, it doesn't affect our year as long as everything goes right on January 29th. You know, and that's a big, that's a big, you know, that's a big ask. It's, like I said before, he carries a lot of mantle on him now, being the face of Sky um, or Sky Boxing. That's a that's a that's quite. A, quite something um, from overnight, you know. Um, let's not forget, Junior just came back to the UK, really, in May this year. You know, his last fight in the UK was was when he beat James DeGale, which is now quite two and a, two and a bit years ago. So from that point of view, it's, it's a real important night for us and totally confident in Junior. Um, yeah, but what, once again, it's boxing. You've got to get through these things. Should your confidence be proved right with Junior? I know you mentioned a series of names there earlier in the interview for, for Eubank, but is there like a, a first plan of action for Junior should he come through that fight? Is there a specific name you're targeting? Now, listen, if you say the word Junior and big fight, there's always one name that is always going to be come up and is always going to be there. I don't know what he's up to at the moment. I can't answer it. Um, but of course, you know, and we both are grinning, but we, we both know we're talking about those three three letters. You know, wherever Billy is, um, you know, he's a boxing man, Billy. He ain't going, I don't, personally, I don't think he's going anywhere, um, but back into the ring at some stage. And, and then I think that is a fight that everyone wants to see. Um Forgetting all the, the 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 things that you know the banter between them and etc cetera, etc cetera, and that the one doesn't like the other and whatever, hey, 
that's that's not the first time in boxing that's happened, but that doesn't mean they can't fight. Um, it's beneficial to both. But um, that so that's so when you ask me the names, that will always be for me in the head. That's why I start grinning. That's of course that's the first one I, what I look at because that for me is after Tyson Fury versus Joshua, that is the biggest fight in the UK, bar none, bar none. And I'd love to have any debate with anyone about that. That is the fight that would excite this mate nation the most. That is a Wembley Stadium fight two, two times over. It's huge, massive, 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 massive. In fact, the press conference could do Wembley Stadium. But that aside, mm. looking at what the first focus is, the belts, that, of course, is something that, you know, that's what we want. And that's what we have to focus on right now until a Billy Joe or, you know, there's talk of, you know, also a Canelo fight. But that's all, that's all talk. So until that becomes a reality, we focus on the belts. We're number one at the WBC. You know, we've got some fantastic ratings as well. WBA, where... Um, I think we have a final eliminator being announced for the WBA as well. So we've got lots of different positions to build on. But like I said before, it's it's a it's a every every boxer's in a different position. Philip Hergovich, we just discussed him before, he's never gonna get a voluntary shot in in a in a month for Sundays. Yeah, not a chance. He's never gonna get a voluntary shot. He has to stand in line. For that mandatory, that's why we've gone with the IBF. We've seen that we've seen that the, that's the quickest way there. Uh, we've seen the, the other stuff that's going on with the other belts. So we're very confident that Philip will be fighting for the world title next year because of the mandatory position. We have to enforce that. It's yeah, his home market is Croatia. Eubank, slightly different. He is the head of the main face of Sky. He's going to command a very, very strong pay-per-view audience for a world title fight. That is something that, if you look at the champs, and I'm going to leave Golovkin out here, is appealing for them all, you know? And so that's something where though that fight, those titles are much easier to bring those big fights to the UK. And sorry to use two completely different comparisons, but I, I have to explain it so that, you understand, that the, the viewer can understand that the... The, the way to the top of the way to the world title isn't always the same. It isn't always straight cut. It's not, you know, it's not always simple. But with Junior, it's going to look good for 2022. I can show you that. OK, someone you don't have to plan a world title for is, of course, Myris Bradis, a uh, long-time reigning world champion. Now, there's been a lot of talk uh, recently from Lawrence O'Coley and Eddie Hearn that you guys have gone completely radio silent on this fight after you was saying, let's make the fight in extra. Well, what's your response? Yeah, I'm baffled by it. I think, I, th I don't know if Eddie and, and, and Lawrence are talking. Um, I don't know. That's not my business either. Um, but I've had a, a number of discussions with them. Um, also with Frank, uh, CEO at Matchroom, um, with Eddie. In fact, conversations that date back to, I looked in my little black book, um, it, and, and Eddie, you know my black book, my little black book, that never lies. And um, and it, it, it dates back to like November last year when we started talking about it. Now, for one reason or another, it's been also the probably the wrong time to make that fight. You know, very difficult to get a gate in Latvia. Um, Lawrence has never really headlined in the UK. Um, 
you know, he's boxed mainly as a co co feature to to, to AJ. Um, so, you know, I think that the natural place for that fight to take place would be would be Latvia, and we've discussed that with them, gone through that with them. Uh, they also know um, very very clearly that we we have a, that we have this mandatory obligation, but that doesn't affect that we, we we can put the deal in place now. You know, um, not an issue at all. Um, it's the fight that. Morris not overlooking Obatia because he's a tough opponent, um, which will probably take place down under. Um, that let's put it together now, you know. Um, and you know that 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 part is something that is, and we've done enough big fights with with Eddie and with Frank um, Frank Smith um, to, to to you know I could write. Write your write your a hundred chapters on fights we put together, big fights, arguably bigger fights and much bigger fights than this one. Although I believe this fight can be huge, it can be a huge fight um, with the right build up. So maybe the build up's good. What's going to be talked around it? Um, I think Lawrence is is a is a great young champ, um, and I and I think that he, he deserves a chance to unify like Myris has unified in the past. You know. Um, People who who the say I saw a couple of comments on that said who say oh he's dodgy. I mean, listen, Myers Breedis would dodge a coley. Yeah, right. Um, this is a man who um, a lot of people had up against Uzik, a person who went with Dorticos, arguably the second best cruiser on the planet, and gave him a lesson for at least eight of twelve rounds, and you know his four. I don't know, Mike Perez, Noel Gavor, um, uh, Klavatsky, you know, so this is, you know, this is, it, when, 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 when Akoli beat Klavatsky, it was the leftovers of what Breedis had left with him, you know? So, you know, I, I understand, and, I, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that Lawrence is not a good boxer, he's a very, very good boxer, but this is his acid test. This is the, this is the test, you know? And I, and I think that's what that's the storyline behind it. And and I think, hey, great, that's a as a promoter, that's a great fight to promote. So let's just go and do it and not talk about it so much. So so according to you, discussions have been going on. So why do you think they're yeah, of course they have? Why, why do you think <laughs> they're saying it's gone quiet then from your side? I'm just saying we're not at the point we haven't we are not at the point to say that we have a deal. They are expecting a lot from us, and we are expecting a lot from them, which which is which is a normal part in a negotiation. So it's not the first time that Eddie has thinks that I've got lots to give him, and I think that Eddie's got lots to give me, of which we have to make I have to make Myris happy, and he'll have to make Lawrence happy. That's that's why I'm laughing. Um, will we get there? Yeah, we will. When when we're both pushed to because he knows that we've got to make a move at some stage. I'm not in a rush to do it because I'm sitting here finalising my mandatory right now. I don't know what they're up to, but they know we have a mandatory defence. So if it, if it was now a matter of, of, oh, we've got to do this fight now in March, yes, yeah, we'd have it did in place now. But we know we don't. We can't make the fight, Mark. We have to. We have an IVF mandatory. That was that's been ordered on us. That's nothing that we can um, we can sneak around. You know. Mm. All right. Does that I, make sense, Umar? It I make... want to put. I want to put this one to bed. Are you happy with that? I do. I do. Do you follow what I'm saying? 
I completely understand what you're saying. It's good that you've clarified the situation. I mean, it, it sounds from the outside like, you know, these two, Eddie and Kelly, they're just, just playing games with each other the whole time. We're not. They had a timeline which they wanted to box on the Joshua fight. We wanted to box at that time against them. It wasn't possible. Totally understand that. Wrong timing. Okay, good. Also, there wouldn't have been the budget to put that fight on the undercard of any fight. So, not no point, right? Look, so we did look at that, but it was out of the book. So, that's no fault of Eddie's or Lawrence's, not saying that they ran scared or anything. There's, no, there's none of that at all. They want that fight. I know they want that fight, and we want that fight. But that when they, when they had that fight, we're not going to sit there and do nothing. So, he went out and did a voluntary. We were ordered then to do a mandatory. But that's, that's cool. We do our mandatory. On the basis that we get through the mandatory, we'll fight next. But we can do that deal now. And they can have a voluntary in between. Hey, if either of us loses, then fight's off, clearly. But why not get it done now? But it's, like I said, if, in boxing, if it's not the next fight, it's not exactly top of my list of 100 priorities right now, is to make a fight when I'm just trying to finalise the mandatory. That's all. Yeah, all right, we get that, we get but that. But that fight, let them keep winning. That fight will happen next year. That is the fight in the division right now. There's no other fight that, you know, don't want to wash up a, 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 watch a washed up uh, Macabu who totally Bellew beat five years ago or the other champs there. They, 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 there's one champ at Cruiserweight right now. Everyone knows that. And there's one young, hungry lion coming through. And I'm not saying that he's not a world champ. On paper, he's a world champ. But he is not a world champ, according to Myra. Myra's head is like, I fought all the best, so let him come to me. And that's that's what it is. Let me just throw in a curveball. I know you love a curveball, Kala. What no, if, always, always. <laughs> what I've had an espresso, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, this is perfect timing. What if the, the phone rung from MVP Promotions and Jake Paul? Uh, it, it, well... You got thrown in the curveball. I thought I need another espresso. Um, another cheeky live now. Um, but let me tell you, I would, of course, take the Who's MVP, by the way? His, prom- his promotional company. <laughs> I know Jake Paul now, but I don't know who MVP is. Okay. So is MVP a company or a person? It's it's Jake Paul's promotional outfit, so someone runs it, and they obviously promote. Okay, so that's the name of the company, yeah. MVP. Quite, quite cool. Yeah, quite quite like that MVP. Not bad. Um, even I got that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, of course we take the call. I mean, Myris thinks it's all a bit of a wind up, yeah? and Myris says. Uh, has a, has a very creative sense of humour. And I said, Morris, people might take this the wrong way that you're calling out Jake Paul and you really want a Jake Paul fight. He said, yes, I take it for lots of money. So I said, I said yeah, I said, listen, it's a business at the end of the day. I said, there is not a chance, Myris. That's why I get your question and of course I'd take the call and of course I'd love to make a deal for that fight. I mean, it would, we could do it as part of a training camp. It would be fantastic because it could be like on his day off, he could have the fight and then go back to sparring the next day for the serious fight. Yeah, it would be better than uh, better than the dialing back in the day, an 0898 number. That's the feeling you'd get when that call came through, I'm sure. But, Umar, the call ain't coming, right? <laughs> the call is not coming, right? Myris... Wouldn't understand if he was told, I've got a box to a script, you know, 
go down in the second, jab him in the... <laughs> he's, he's not going to follow... He's, it ain't going to work. He'd probably read the script wrong and, 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 and take his head off and put it on top of the arena after a round. But joking aside, yeah, of course, of course we do the fight. Of course we would. You know, if we fit brilliantly into some training schedule. You know, we could... Yeah, not 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 an issue. So yeah, that's that's my answer to your curveball. Right, you threw that one at me. <laughs> we threw it right back. Uh, Callum, let's just get me uh, get your opinion rather on a few things before we close off. So, recent talk after Chisora's loss to Joseph Parker from Eddie Hearn saying that he wants to make the the fight with Deontay Wilder. Oops. Yeah, I, did he say that? Yeah, because I saw I saw it on, on I saw it out there. I mean. I think first of all, I, I, I wasn't there. I didn't watch it live. Listen, I, I looked after Dell for many years. What a what a fella! What a warrior! You know, <laughs> you know, he's not going to like what I'm going to say now. But there comes a point when you've also you got to remember Dell's got a lovely, you know, he's got a lovely family. But I mean, everything else is set up for life. Um, you do put your arm around him and say, look, look how far you've come. Yeah. And, but Dell ain't going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. Um, so I'm sort of, I, I think, I, I, I do think that Wilder has been stripped bare by Fury. I do believe that. I don't, don't think about Wilder like when he was knocking everyone out. And, you know, I, I think that, Dell would come to fight and would smother him, which is a horrible style for for uh, for, for for Wilder. He he had he, you know we saw that with, with Fury when Fury came in the second, especially in the second fight, he smothered him, couldn't get his, his shot off. But he's still one hell of a puncher. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that's a that's a brutal fight to make. That's a brutal fight to make. But I'm not saying that Dell wouldn't give him hell, yeah, hell, absolute hell, until he, you know, until he couldn't. Yeah? The, the issue is that Wilder is still, and that won't change when he lands. We know that he's the best puncher at heavyweights. That's for me, you know, pretty obvious on what he's boxed so far. I'm not saying there's not young guys coming through and. You know, I think Hergovic is a great puncher as well. I think Joshua is a great puncher when he when it, if he if he can start throwing that right like he used to. Um, so, but on what he's done with his right hand, the, 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 you know, he is clinical with it. Yeah. So, and and to give, so it's yeah, I'd say it's a brutal brutal one to to do straight after that Parker fight. Um, Got to watch it. Of course, we don't watch it. Um, yeah, it's an it's certainly an interesting one. I think there's other fights I do with Dell, but yeah. And uh, last one to finish off again, heavyweight division. Um, we expect Tyson Fury and Dylan White to happen next. I don't know if you've kept up with events, but that's not going to happen next. Have you seen much of that? Yeah, I I, I saw. I actually I saw a, a clip from you and Bob. That's pretty much what I know. So, Umar, you, it's from you and Bob, your interview with Bob. So I'm just going to go off the basis of what Bob was saying. Mm. Um, listen, I, first of all, I'd say greedy is subjective. <laughs> That's the first thing I'd say. 
Yeah, I'm sure Bob has been called greedy. In fact, I've called him greedy before. So I'm sure, I know he's been called greedy before. And I'm sure I've been called greedy before. And I'm pretty sure of that as well. But um, the difficulty here is, and this is just fact, is this is not a voluntary fight. So it's not, you know, oh, let's do what, uh, uh, Fury versus White, which, by the way, is a fantastic fight. I'd love to watch it. It's a fantastic fight. But if it was a voluntary, then you can say someone's greedy because they, you can say, right, okay, we, we'll pay you $5 million. And mm. you say, no, nah, no, nah, I, I want 10 right? So, right, well, see you later. It's a voluntary. We'll pick uh, Derek Chisora next. Okay. That's fair enough. This is not a voluntary. So this is a, that, that's the first distinguishment once these are distinguished between the two. And if you look at that, you have to say, what's the split, right? So if, if me and you are negotiating a mandatory, I need to know the split. Mm. So I can't really say you're being greedy. If he's asking for 10 million from the outside, it's an arbitrator here. I know that's a horrible word to use at the moment, but a judge, judge speaking here, a referee from the outside. If it was a 50-50 split, I'd say that's not greedy. I'd say that that's that's negotiable. You know, we'd have to still chip it a bit, but we it's, it's not greedy. So, but we don't know the split. Now, I don't think there is a 50-50 on this basis with the, with the BC. Yeah, but but careful because you can always if you get a 60-40, you can still lobby an appeal to get another 10 points. I've done it in the past as well, and and sometimes successfully, sometimes not. But it could also be a 85-15 where 10 million is not greedy, it's ludicrous. So it, but we don't know. And I as I as far as I understand, and I'm not involved, I'm just looking at it from common interest, who has some heavyweights as well, who's somewhere affected by it. If it's an 85-15, then it changes. So the 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 key is here just to find out what the split is. You won't make that fight until the people know what the split is and people realize, okay. Or one side anticipates what the split is and is happy to do that. Clearly, they don't anticipate the same thing. One anticipates a, a, a 99-1 and the other one anticipates a 50-50. So it's, you're not going to get that fight made until you know what the splits are. That's my feeling. Or his advisors take a proper look at what past scenarios have been and that would be my advice would say okay you want to fight right now and i would make it now because or else you'll see it will wait again because there will be fights between Uzik and fury and joshua and Uzik and fury that, that, that triangle will then catch up and that could be and there they why well, with any ruling have no chance because they'll just drop the bell and they'll say forget it cool and then the purse will be a lot less than what they're asking for at the moment. So the move would be to make that fight now, if you're white. It's a good fight to make now, you know. They're looking for an opponent, so it could all be settled. But then you need to, as the advisors, and if I understand correctly, his advisors haven't been around boxing too long, they need to go back and have a real look at what numbers have been paid in the past on these sorts of fights. Not, not the number, but the split Take that split, work out what the pot on that gate is. And that fight, what is it? $20 million fight? 
Yeah. So take that number, work out a sensible number, justify that number in negotiation and make a deal. That would be my advice. Most logic I've heard uh, said on the matter, really. And uh, that's a yeah, good Yeah, no, I mean, but, it, but it's, 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 I've been there a hundred times. So it's, it's quite, and more. It's, <laughs> it is, but it's very difficult. And the people behind, behind White, it's not going to be, it's making, it's, they, they probably invested money into him along the way. They want to make their money back. You know, Gideon wants yeah. a good payday, which, which he more than, more than rightly deserves. <laughs> but, but the thing is, until you have that outline, that border, it's very difficult to do. So you can either wait for that border, miss the opportunity, but then I'm telling you, then you're going to be waiting at least a year, or you go back, look historically, what was that border? And from that border, you put the numbers in and don't get carried away with how many buys it's going to do. It will do well. It will do well. It will do very well. Yeah. But it's it's also not, it's not Fury Joshua. Yeah. That's very, very clear. It's not for the undisputed, but it will do very, very well. And take those numbers, you know, I don't know, uh, take 700,000 buys, something like that, maybe 800 of the push, 700, though, I would say is, is, is okay. Take 700,000 buys and work off a, a gate of, you know, you've got to do it indoors at that time, three, four million gate, whatever, whatever ESPN is throwing into the pot that should be laid open and, and work it out and work it out from that way. And if you can't work out a deal like that, then then that, that's not good. If you if your people can't work out a deal like that, I, I'm pretty sure I don't know who negotiates for him. But if it's with Eddie, Eddie will Eddie will know that. Eddie will know what, what the deal is there. But I do think that there's a lot of there's it wouldn't be good for Dillian to wait because he can have all the rulings in the world, and yeah, fantastic. He wins the belt against, I don't know who's next in the ranking, someone not Wilder. important. A Wilder. Wow, well, that's a good fight. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's going to learn, earn less money. And, and when he gets that belt, the other three are going to fox in a triangle. That, for me, is the, the clear thing that's going on. You know, and then the belts will go haywire. You know, make that, Fury fight now. Make it now. It's, it's a great fight, great time. Just my salt and pepper on it as a as an interested fan. Callis Allen, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV throughout this year. We'll speak many times in 2022. Just want you to sign us off as this is the last interview we're going to put up of the year. Like a kind of last message to everyone who watches your stuff on IFL. Listen, first of all, thank you for putting up with me for the year. Um, that's the first <laughs> thing. No, I'd say, uh, listen, to go out there and enjoy. I'm not really into the, into the goodbye for the year. Have a, have a absolutely scintillating New Year's. Do everything I would do. I no holds barred. Go out there and have a cracking time. Um, and looking forward to see you in 2022. It's going to be absolutely absolutely massive Wasserman Boxing bringing it on in a big way looking forward to it definitely and we hope to see you in Cardiff on uh, Eubank Junior if you, th- if you think we were pumped in 2021 you just watched 2022 <laughs> getting recharged ready to absolutely tear it up next year sounds good to me Callis Allen thank you very much for your time Happy New Year
Thanks, Umar. Peace. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.